1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, October 27th. Kind of a wild Tuesday in sports. A lot of fun things happening. A lot of bizarre things happening, like the Lakers needing overtime against the Spurs. But no, I cannot open with that. Yes, LeBron sat out. Interesting line movement in Arizona Green Bay, the biggest Thursday night football game of the year. Another Packers receiver gets COVID. Can't leave with that. I do have to mention off the top, Mike Tomlin. Oh, Mike Tomlin. You got to love this guy. So yesterday on the pod, I said, I don't believe this Mike Tomlin nonsense. Why not Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll makes so much more sense at USC, blah, blah, blah. I reached out to a former Heisman Trophy winner at USC, who will join the podcast tomorrow. Talk about that. Um, Good guest. You guys will love this dude. Um, Mike Tomlin was asked about it on Tuesday. He said, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. I got one of the best jobs in all of professional sports. Why would I have interest in coaching college football? That will be the last time I address it. Again, Mike Tomlin, on just an epic rant if you haven't seen the video. Not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay? Anybody else got any questions about college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Mike, I mean, Mike Tomlin is just firing. He's got that like, oh, man, me against the world thing. And then I did love this. As he like adjusts his seat like he's getting ready to get up and walk away. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? Anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? And it was like, ooh, those are barbs right there. Those are, those are, that's shots fired by Mike Tomlin. Nevertheless, I will maintain Pete Carroll makes way, 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 way more sense. And I had people coming after me on social media about it. I get it. Fine. He's 70. But the likelihood of him building Alabama West like he did about 20 years ago, people forget it wasn't just USC as rock stars before the NFL was in LA, it was seven straight top five finishes. If the playoff existed, USC would have been in the playoff, I believe, every single year. If you look at their, their uh, rankings and their results, I mean, USC would have probably been in the playoff at least five of the seven years, maybe seven of seven. It, it, the, the option is there. Now, we would definitely have to get younger assistant coaches who, the same way Saban, who's in his 70s, hired young, with it, hip, New offense coaches because Saban loves to play in the dark ages. Let's run the football and play defense. Like that just doesn't work. Recruits aren't going to want to do that. So Saban adjusted. The recruits came. Alabama's on top. I I I still think there's a chance. There's a chance Pete Carroll could pull that off. Couple other notes before I get to the big story, which is obviously Deshaun Watson and the chaos that erupted late Tuesday. But I I told you guys I had a couple NFL bets. I went with Cleveland. By three. I announced I think I said that on yesterday's pod or Monday's. Cleveland's down three and a half. And I had Dallas by one, the first bet I made Sunday night. That's up to two and a half. So looking good. Arizona up to six and a half. So things are moving my direction, although it's been spotty. You know, I had the closing line value last week. All over the Eagles went from plus three to pick. And they lose. They get their teeth kicked in. Um and just because I feel like doing a victory lap because it's Wednesday and like I'm in a good mood. Um I said on Monday that the Chiefs playoff prospects not looking great. There's a scenario where they miss the playoffs. The schedule is tough. Still have to face the Packers. Still have to face the Chargers on a short week. And remember, that's traveling halfway across the country on a short week. That's a tough travel spot. They got the Cowboys, the Bengals, two games against the plucky Raiders. Well, pro football focus comes out. Kansas City, 46% chance to make the playoffs. That's not good for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Obviously. You know, if they win Monday against the Giants, and they should, I'm not betting that game, everything will be fine in Kansas City. But I think the biggest story in sports, again, not the Lakers, not yet at least, is this Deshaun Watson nonsense. And it started to get me angry because I started getting texts from friends about, oh, Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins. Is there any actionable gambling hits we can make here? Any futures? Can they make the playoffs? Can they do that with Deshaun? I'm like, what are we getting all excited about? Even if he comes via trade to Miami, we don't know if he's playing. And on top of that, and this is where it gets really annoying, what if Miami makes the trade for Watson? Let's say they go 7 and 10, okay? And then the NFL decides Watson suspended for next year. That's his punishment. No suspension this year. We're going to suspend him for next year. I mean, is Miami is Miami, Miami cannot risk making that trade? Have Watson for a couple games and then not have him next? That's total insanity. And the mere fact that that option is still out there to me screams ain't no way in hell this trade is happening. Uh, I don't know if it was Mike Florio who got it all started, but essentially, we just there's just so much still unknown about this. It got me frustrated, and you know. Uh, Rob was texting me. I had so many friends texting. What? This is Sean Watson thing. And I'm like, there's nothing happening. Absolutely nothing. And of course, Roger Goodell then amplifies it on Tuesday. He's giving some, I don't know, state of the league address or whatever thing Roger Goodell's doing. But he opens with, oh, yeah, yeah, all the investigation into Washington football team, the one that got Gruden fired. Yeah, we're not going to release that. He just casually says that. And all these people come back and, well, wait, 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 wait you got to release something. He's like, no, we, we need to protect those who came forward. And of course, then the people who came forward are like, hey, hey, I'm over here. I don't care putting my name out there. Reveal the uh, investigation. And we're just, Goodell's just not going to do it. And again, I'm probably going to throw out my shoulder from patting myself on the back today. But when Gruden was fired, it was painfully obvious that he was a fall guy. He was. They needed a scalp from that investigation to protect an owner because, again, Roger Goodell works for the owners, if you guys don't know how the NFL works. He gets paid like $35 million a year. The owners protect him. He takes shrapnel on the front lines for them, and they work in accordance. Everything works great. And he has to serve them, and his job right now is clearly to protect Daniel Snyder and Washington because... If all of a sudden, Washington is made to, if Snyder's made to sell the team, that opens up every other owner. Well, hey, you get in trouble. Guess what? Billionaires have a lot of secrets. I think you guys were aware of that. Millionaires, plenty. Billionaires, come on. And if the NFL were to open things up and say, sorry, Daniel Snyder has to sell the team, I'm sure a dozen other owners are instantly freaking out. And you you just you don't need that in the league. And I'm sure that's what they're doing, protecting Daniel Snyder. So Goodell says, we're not going to release, you know, what was it, 500,000 emails? I, I forgot, there's 650,000 emails. And they're just releasing none of the findings. Oh, if you want the findings, yeah, go ask Gruden what's going on. Like, that's basically what they're
0: saying. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats,
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: And so after he talked about that, naturally, Goodell was asked about Deshaun Watson and the lack of information. This is the exact quote, Roger Goodell on Deshaun Watson. There obviously are, I'll call it, legal approaches that are being made either through civil cases. Obviously, the police have been investigating also. We don't have all the access to that information at this point. We pride ourselves on not interfering in that, being cooperative, as we can make sure we get all the facts. But I think the process is still ongoing, and until that process is ongoing, and we have enough data and enough information to be able to make a determination on whether he should go on the commission or exemplist, we don't feel we have that necessary information at this point. Basically, a word salad from Roger Goodell saying, we are passing on this Houston Texans. If you want to trade him, go do it. We're not going to say anything until we're forced to. It's pretty clear. Ten criminal complaints. 22 civil lawsuits. Remember, this is the guy who it's its almost disappointing to think about. It, it feels like a different lifetime when Deshaun Watson was carving up Alabama at Clemson and then going to the Houston Texans and getting them to the playoffs. For whatever reason, he decided that he wanted to start getting uh, massages from many different women that he picked up on Instagram and fly them into Houston and whatever. Um, it's disappointing, Deshaun Watson. As someone who does go to a masseuse regular, regularly, and I will admit this, uh, about three years ago, you know, I like to try to stay fit, go to the gym, uh, work out. Like, one of my big fears is I, d- I just don't want to get really overweight and heavy and not be able to play sports. And um, I want to, you know, you, get, you got one life. You got to enjoy it, look good, and feel good. And when I'm in shape, I feel great. And I had a buddy who knew about this this masseuse in our area, and, you know, I would work out, but I, I'm not one of those guys who would stretch afterward. I, for whatever, I just can't go and, like, lay on the mat and then stretch for five, ten minutes. I just get it. It's a waste of time, because I feel like I'm young. What do I need to do that for? And I decided, fine, you, you know this masseuse. I'll go check this lady out. And it was one of those masseuses who, you know, little uh, woman from Thailand who you know is a tiny petite woman but she's super strong and the massage is incredible it's like when she's going to work on your back it's like she's got like four arms just dry you know elbows all in and you just all these knots come out and i was like holy cow that was amazing so can i book for next week <laughs> and for about 3 years now i've been getting regular massages from the same woman like my mom comes in town i'm like mom you got to go get a massage from this lady you know uh, i've referred friends to this lady, she's so, you know, and I feel like, on some level, and, and I do talk to the wife, about this a lot, and I don't know, if I talk to the du- dudes, about this, but like, helping others, and just being a good person, and I, I really feel like, man, you know, I, I I don't really help people out, I don't really do anything, Jeez, gambling tips, that, that's not really helping people out, I want to be a good person, and, then I was reminded, like, well, you know, Jason, coaching kids in sports, is helping people out, and hosting a weekly basketball game for fifth graders and third graders is helping people out you're like doing stuff and helping people I was like oh yeah and then I went to my masseuse this week and she reminded me like Jason you're like one of my best customers you've referred all these people to me and she starts rattling them off I'm like I didn't even know they were still coming uh that's, that's awesome and I feel like I'm you know helping the lady out um and and it's you find them it's like a barber right you find a barber you want to go to that same person Get the haircut. You know what you're getting every single time. Same deal with a masseuse. You go to a masseuse, she knows what ails you. Oh, it's, you're playing soccer this week. Okay, it's got to be the calves, the Quads, the IT bands. Newsflash to dads out there, weekend warriors. I did not know what the IT band was like five years ago. It's now like a muscle that I need work on like every single time if you're into running and, and basketball and soccer and all this stuff. But... I've been getting massages basically every other week, sometimes every three weeks for three years. And I don't, I try not to throw around life changing too much, but I'm not going to lie. Getting a massage regularly is kind of sort of life changing. It's an hour of bliss. You just tune everything out. You're relaxed. You come out of it. You're just like, oh, wow. All that burden, all the stress, the work, life, family, everything. To do list, holidays coming up, all that stuff goes out the window. I recommend it to anybody finding an awesome masseuse and not one who's going through the motions, one who actually cares and like knows, man, this, you got knots all over your shoulders. You must have been lifting a lot. Yeah. And just going to work on the knots. Like, and that's why the whole Deshaun Watson story has me all twisted because anybody who gets a massage doesn't want to go to a different person every week. And I'm not rendering a judgment or a verdict on Watson. I've seen none of the evidence, just what's out there to the general public. It just seemed a little odd, as it would to anyone. And I'm sure – I know that Deshaun Watson has a uh, spotless record. I've seen all the never-been-arrested, no police incidents before all this stuff. And it was like, well, he said – Seems like a good guy. You know, Dabo Sweeney's, you know, caped up for him. I think his girlfriend stood by him or fiance, whatever she is. Like, everybody thinks he's a good guy, but i it's just tough for me to wrap my head around. Yeah, I'm going to get a massage from like 30 different women and several from out of state that I met on Instagram DMs. So, if I'm the Miami Dolphins as bad as I want Watson, I'm going to need some sort of resolution here. Like, Deshaun Watson goes, hey, what if I say, let's settle out of court. Here's $5 million to the 10, 20, whatever the number of women is. Are we done here? If that's the case. Now, if these women want to go and prosecute, I mean, I don't know how the Dolphins can make that trade. It, 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 it There's just too much uncertainty. It's fun to talk about. Yeah, Deshaun Watson in Miami. Oh, my gosh. Waddle, Parker. Oh, that offense. Gusecki. Like, the offensive line, as bad as it is, Watson's used to that. He played in Houston forever. You know, takes pressure off the defense, which is bad. And Deshaun Watson in Miami instantly would make the Dolphins back into the wild card mix next year. No doubt about it. Certainly not better than the Bills, but with Watson, I've got them better than the Patriots, that's for sure. As good as Mac Jones has been, I know they just hung, or hung a 50-burger on my Jets. But yeah, I mean, Watson, remember, he was in Houston, had nothing on offense. The defense was atrocious despite J.J. Watt, and he still had them in the playoffs. So I, I, I don't know, man. The, the Watson thing is just super, super strange. Florio at Pro Football Talk speculates, some in league circles believe it will be six to eight games for a pattern of behavior that resulted in the lawsuits. And of course, everybody wants to reference the Ben Roethlisberger, who was never formally charged with a crime. Um, and he got a suspension back in the day. Now, I, just to be clear, Watson faces 10 criminal complaints. It's one thing to have a complaint, uh, it's another to take it to the next level. And, you know, will he be officially charged? We're not there yet. And that's a problem. Like, it just, I, I don't know how Miami makes a trade, but. With the trade deadline within the next like seven or eight days, I think that's all we're going to be hearing uh, in the NFL. Where it's pretty quiet around the trade deadline. No big names. Although Odell Beckham could spice it up. Uh, great note from Peter King, who, surprise, surprise, will be a guest on this podcast soon. Uh, the great Peter King uh, had a note that Odell Beckham hasn't caught a touchdown in 55 weeks. Weeks. That's staggering. This is a guy who, in his first three years, was putting up Jamar Chase, Jamar, Chase, Jamar Chase type numbers, and now he's totally fallen off a cliff. Uh, final NFL note before I quickly finish on the NBA: if you really wanted another bet from me, I think, I think I'm dumb enough to step into the ten, in front of the Tennessee Titans train and take the Colts at home, getting what looks to be one and a half points. And I do not like Carson Wentz, and you know this. But can, th- can this continue for Tennessee? I, I know that's not a, it, it's not like I'm sitting at a, a, a table and I'm waiting for the 0 or the double zero to show up on roulette or 15 reds in a row. Is there going to be a 16? That's not the thought here. But from a mental perspective, Tennessee took down Buffalo in what felt like a Super Bowl win. Then they just smothered the hell out of Kansas City. You know they're celebrating. The team is not that good. They're not. Look at the numbers defensively. They're not a good team. Now, of course, uh, Derrick Henry has owned Indy. And I think the last four meetings, he's averaging like 160 yards, some ridiculous number. Indy does have a very good run defense. I got to check the injury reports, but I think I might be, might be
2: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Quickly, we'll wrap up on the NBA. And uh, it's one of those strange things, but I like what I'm seeing from Frank Vogel. Yes, Frank Vogel early in the season. Because, uh, folks, LeBron didn't play. The Lakers are playing one of the bottom feeders in the NFL. Uh, sorry in the NBA in the San Antonio Spurs and it's one of these like oh it's going to be a Russell Westbrook game we'll just ride Russ um and we'll rest LeBron and we'll get the win and next thing you know it's like fourth quarter and the Lakers need a furious rally to force overtime and of course led by Anthony Davis 35 and 17 and Russ 33 10 and eight now Russ 33 points on 27 shots nevertheless Lakers get the win Carmelo Anthony went from hero against the Grizzlies, where he had, I think, like 26 points, a bunch of threes. One of seven shooting. But he did play big minutes late. Now, the best thing I liked out of Vogel, because remember, this is game four of 82. Lakers fans live and die like it's game seven every night. That ain't the truth. Austin Reeves, the undrafted rookie from Oklahoma, and and it's funny because during the NCAA tournament, I had a tweet. Austin Reeves was basically playing... Um, Gonzaga one on five. Remember Gonzaga was the number one seed undefeated and he was fearless going right at Suggs going right at their best players and yeah I think he had like 26 or 28 points. He was awesome and I was like man this guy this guy could go. He can get, get you some buckets Frank Vogel had him on the court in the final five minutes of a close game in his first week in the NBA. Undrafted Reeves 10 points hit a couple threes Um Listen, he's not a great defender. We knew that. He's not quite Alex Caruso, the show pony from the last couple years who hustled his ass off defensively and was always on the ground and um, kind of a playmaker, if you will, cutting and and delivering timely passes. Reeves is not all of that, but he is a guy you have to respect as a shooter to space the floor, and guess what? They're going to need that. So LeBron sat out with a sore right ankle. My guess is tonight in OKC, the Lakers will sit AD, who kind of got banged up. Shocker. Played 42 minutes against the Spurs. Spurs are one of the like, seven worst teams in the league. I think AD and LeBron sit, and they say, Russ, we can't lose a game to OKC. Can you go win us this against your former mates? And then you get like a, a, a this will be like a Kent Bazemore game where he has like 21 points or something ridiculous. Um, and, and Avery Bradley plays well. And I, I know I've just spent way too much time on, this, on the Lakers uh, a week into the season. But guess what? This podcast's number one city for listeners is L.A. So I have to do some Lakers. And I will quickly wrap up. The um, Golden State Warriors moved to 4-0 with a win over the aforementioned crappy OKC Thunder. Now, OKC led it to half, and they got some guys. Gilgis Alexander had 30. He's good. The rookie Josh Giddy from the NBL. Yes, I know the NBL well because... Yes, I own a team there, uh, the New Zealand Breakers. Um, but this is not a good team. They started a rookie, the kid Robinson Earl out of Villanova. They got Poku, who uh, I, I, you hear his name, and you instantly think like Poco, Pikachu, that kind of nonsense. Honestly, and he's a toothpick, but uh, he's like a prospect. He's a seven-footer. I think he's like 19 years old. And their bench is like, dude, you— Wait a minute, Mike Muscala, didn't he play for like Bucknell in the NCAA tournament like a decade ago? Yeah, that was him. Oh, right. He's like the eighth guy on OKC. Like they're bad. The Lakers should be able to get a win over them without playing heavy minutes for AD or LeBron. In fact, I would just not even have them warm up, have them rest. I mean, Curry only played 32 minutes. And when you could they they won with Damian Lee and uh who Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins like it's all it's going to be all about game managing this year for the Lakers. You got to manage the LA fossils, make sure nobody's broken down come playoff time. Everybody's healthy and rested. That's what it's going to be all about. Also, I will add that the Knicks beat the Sixers. Joel Embiid, everybody's favorite player. I have to get this shot in, guys. 2 of 7. 14 points against the very imposing front court of Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, Taj Gibson, yeah. Life, it ain't easy without Ben Simmons. They are two and two. And I'm, I I said without Ben Simmons, they're maybe the sixth seed. We could find out sooner than later that this could be, could be a struggle for them. Now they get Detroit with no Cade Cunningham. And then they get Atlanta. Portland, uh, Chicago, Detroit, Chicago. Like, when you're facing Detroit, which might be the worst team in the league with no Kate Cunningham, this early twice, that's a good thing. But Chicago's feisty. You know I like the the uh, undefeated Bulls, last undefeated team in the East. I really like this team. So we'll, we'll see what the Sixers are made of, but I'm not bullish on them without Ben Simmons. All right, folks, there you have it. Wednesday's podcast in the books. We'll talk to you tomorrow.